0: This is Grandma. Welcome to another edition of Tough to Say. This is Monday, December 28th. Just a note, we recorded this podcast in a very special place. It was at our friend Delton's house for his birthday. We recorded it on the 23rd before the holiday season really commenced. But we hope you, your family, your friends, everybody that is in your personal network had an awesome holiday season. This one wasn't easy, obviously. For some, unable to spend it around people that they love. But if you weren't, we're here for you. And if you were, that's awesome. These are obviously precious times and moments to soak up as much as possible. But anyway, this is a really great episode. We had the whole gang on, um, a little chaotic, of course. And then we introduce our guest, Devrab. We'll also put his latest single out at the end of this episode's called High Fashion, definitely worth a listen. He's on all streaming platforms myself. I go to Spotify. And last but not least, before I get into the real spew here, if you use code TTS at AmaHealing, you will get 20% off of your order. For me, I'm a hemp balance guy, CBD. It really helps keep my edge. It helps me keep on my focus and on my game. I'm a little anxious, so it definitely takes that off. Enjoy the episode. Hope you had an awesome Christmas and New Year's right on the horizon. Anyway, let's get into it. Man, it's just tough to say. Come on, come all. It's tough to say, y'all. This is Grandmo, and as always, I'm joined not only by my co-host B McD back on the mic, but we are in a different location. We are again out of the Fit Celsius Studio, out of the Skeeto Nest. We are mobile, we are cross-country, but today we are in the confines of Tampa, Florida with our friends, the Sav 5 and Montrez Harrell, who's actually Reed Burlett, reigning sixth man of the year. We've got the whole cast in here in Delton's theater. Not a theater, but a theater.
1: Let Let me jump in for a second. My sixth man of all time
0: is Lamar Odom. Okay. So to me, Reed is Lamar Odom. Okay, he's like Lou Will mixed with Ooh. Lamar because there's that low-key side of him that's kind of crazy that might end up in a bathhouse. But you know that he's still hitting the strip, you but he's still got something. He's got his head screwed on straight. But look, we've been referencing these guys. I'm looking at my, my full cast right now. We've got Reed, Delton, David, aka ah, DB, and Jay Nash, aka Justin. The guys are looking. We're actually like speaking at a seminar low-key. We're sitting on an actual stage. It's not large, but a stage nonetheless. But what we wanted to do is introduce the guys a little bit one by one. First, I'm looking at Jane Ash. She's on my right, your left. Come stage left, stage right. And we'll introduce Yeah, come to me. Yep. Yeah. Hey. So audience, what we're gonna do is we're just gonna have
1: them introduce themselves. As you know, I'm I'm an advocate for the audience, so I'm of just debriefing them.
0: Yes, of course. Okay. So it seems like everybody's migrating towards the front here. And uh, the other two, feel free to do the same. But Jane Ash, I'm gonna pass you the mic. Don't talk too close into it. You see this distance here? That's what you got to get. But everybody, meet the gang. I'm going to pass the microphone. We're going to go Jane Ash, DB. Then we'll go from your mic in read Dillon. Jane Ash, how we doing? He's grabbing the mic. Hey, tough to Too say. close to the mic. It's Justin. A little farther away. <laughs> Some also, ca- Maybe just tilt it like this and move it a little farther back. A little far- Yep, perfect. And then you're just talking to me. What's up, bro?
2: Hey, tough to say. It's Justin. <laughs> Some call me Willy. Willie. Some call me Jay Natch some call me the pest. It's, it's okay. your choice. Here, right now, with the gang, about to go to a nice dinner for um, Big Dalton's birthday. Um, something about myself. I'm uh, I'm on Twitter a lot. If you want to follow me, ideals my, by, DC, ideals DC by Star, Jay. By that's that's all you need to know. Fuck
1: fiat. Yeah, <laughs>
3: What's up, guys? I'm DB D Brock the Nine God. Uh, also, just you call me David. Right now, I'm looking to post an Instagram picture. We took some great pictures outside, some of which included Delton's dog, Apollo. If you aren't familiar with Apollo, start doing your research. Beautiful golden retriever. Needless to say, looking to post a picture. and um, Tough to say. Looking to post this picture, and one of the things I think we all can relate to that we struggle with is the caption, right? So I'm looking at the caption game, and... I don't know if anyone else does this, but I'm sure I'm not alone. I have a note that's filled with different captions, most of which contain rap lyrics. Some are just random thoughts that come to my head. With that said, they rarely, rarely add up to the moment, right? They rarely coincide exactly with what the picture encaptures. On this rare occasion Mm. in which we will be consuming steak... I do have a caption that I think fits just right. Can you tease the audience? I will tease the audience. Envision this, audience. We're all dressed very nicely tonight for our best friend, Delton, who you're about to meet. It's his birthday. Great, great guy. Great guy. And uh, he's turning Kobe year 24, RIP Mamba, RIP GG. Um, but yeah, Kobe Grinch drops tomorrow, 10 a.m. I'm going to be there. But um, anyway, we're, we're, all, we're all very dressed up. We're wearing suits, khakis, uh, nice shoes, whatever. We're dressed up. It's a nice picture. I'm, j- I'm saying this so you can get a picture in your head. I'm putting I'm thinking for the caption as we go to this steakhouse. I don't know how you like your steak, but we're in rare form. Sleep on that, dream on that, whatever you want. Here's you know the next it? boy, Deltina. I'm going to actually have Reed go and then pass that microphone over to Reed.
4: All right, tough to say. What's up? My name's Reed. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be with the boys once again. It's been a while.
0: I'm very happy to see what's going to happen here. And here's Delton.
4: That was, that was well done.
0: That was very well done, Reed. Thank you. And I'm Delton. Uh, happy birthday, Delton. Already has a lapse because really people listen to this in the future, but we right. love you. For future
4: reference, it's the 23rd. Anybody feels like you know reaching out. <laughs> Just want to throw it out there, you know? Um,
0: DMs, anything you find him wherever you get him. He's on all streaming right. platforms. If
4: you don't know, that's all right with me, you know. But um, we're really here on the the front line for me, but on the baseline for each other. Oh, and I like to I like to think of myself as the universal connector, and that's where we're at tonight. USB-C. We're all going to make a connection. And we're going to have a great time.
0: So, for everybody out there who's tuned in. This is, this is the Sav 5 um, who resided in Azul, the homes that we called home once upon a time. And Reed, you know, always coming off the bench, ready to score 25 at any point. At will. At any point. And uh, again, you know, we've referenced these guys. And bottom line, you know, it was the, the influence of this yep. group of six guys that was the colonel that eventually would become tough to say
1: yeah i think this squad really shaped who i am as a, as a guy um i use the expression a lot you become really the average of your five best friends and we've all just pulled each other up so it's super special to have everybody on the mic why don't we dive into some, uh, some of the segments today, Graham?
0: Yeah, bro. Let's dive into some segments. We're going to change it up a little bit. I actually foresee 2021 being a little more regimented because we're obviously, uh, we're learning as we go. But one that I wanted to start doing on a more normal basis is what did I learn since the last time we spoke? And this can go all over the map for me personally. What I learned is that nobody actually fucking works um, around this time. I'm actually the man left on the island. It's kind of castaway vibes. I'm really just manning the ship, but there really isn't work to be done. I actually just get paid to do nothing. So today I took a nap. I uh, went and worked out. So something I learned
1: this week, um, I've had a lot of reflection with my relationship with my younger brother. And for the past six months, I've almost been, you know, I've been a brother, but also a best friend, but also, you know, I feel like a dad. And I think I've got more aware of the the language and how I speak to him. Yeah. Uh, Coming out, coming back, really spending a lot of time now with our dad. Yeah. So it really just made me reflect on
0: relationships and how to communicate and the importance of communicating at the right level. Because you're in an interesting position where he's your little brother, but he's also your roommate and you're in a college environment. So the lines are very blurred. So while you want him to do his thing, you also want to be. A solid force and guidance jay nash feel free to go no worries we love you bro jay nash is gonna probably go get a drink or something maybe maybe some shark yeah, if you could
3: get two maybe like in that shirt. yeah it looks like something crazy Ooh, but shirt
0: yeah there it is but i think you are in a place where you want to be a solid influence but you also don't want to uh blur the lines or be too much of an authoritative is that figure. a shout out to robin thick Perhaps. Matthew, please, elaborate. Alert, okay. Oh my gosh, this guy with the references today. But either way, it's weird. I, I actually sat front row to watch this kind of unfold. Oh, you've seen a
1: couple battles go down?
0: And I think I'm more of an uncle figure, like the bad uncle that's like, "Yeah, here's here's a little of this. Open the
1: bell, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, audience. I just got taken aback by my buddy Delton pouring up what looks like Maker's Mark. Yeah,
4: holiday yeah.
1: Edition. yeah,
0: that's
3: incredible.
1: Yeah,
0: it's very large. The
1: vibes in here, guys, the studio, I mean, you yeah, know I have nice. your back audience, so I'm here to debrief right, right. you. We're in maybe a 14 by 10 home movie theater room with luxurious leather reclining chairs. It's and beautiful. Dark liquors being passed around, but Graham and I are not really, you know, we're on maybe one or two cups. We're unfettered yeah. by the environment
0: or, or the drinks. We are out here unflappable. Mm-hmm. I think we go to the highs and lows. Another segment, which we haven't done in the past. A new one. Um, I'll lead it. Please do. Your high and your low, sir. Low was stepping on the scale. Oh, this is rare for you because I saw this photo of you two years ago. You were looking pretty cut. Yeah, so audience, it
1: just speaks to you got to get discipline. You got to get routine. That's something I'll work on in 2021. But I have reason to to fire up the old gym uh, engine and, and get in there and work harder. So my high... I think would be really being together. We I kind of had a moment where I looked at everybody and it was very special. So my high has been really coming back. I even, you know, we went out to dinner last night as a family, me, Skido, mom, and dad. And the holidays are awesome because you get to be with the fam. And even though they upset you and make you laugh and you think they're
0: silly, it's really cool to be back together. So that's my high and my low. So, I'll start with my high. I'm wearing new specs. I've got a new look going. It's pretty outrageous, it's definitely different from my last pair. And I'm already receiving the mixed bag of reactions, which some are just absolutely, they can't comprehend what's going on. They have no idea. Jane has just grabbed my bicep, and your boy has been in the backyard of his friend lifting rusty weights. My cousin, my cousin
2: told me I've been looking bigger.
0: Oh, he says I'm looking bigger. I'm up to 204, bro. People sleep on that. But anyway. <laughs> no one can. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, the world but, um, now. <laughs>
0: as now. As my... As each chapter goes on and, you know, leaving Gainesville is definitely a big chapter to, uh, to pencil in and to find some finality with. Um, I, I'm going to return to Brooklyn, which is just a different energy and vibe. So and will you aesthetic. be a Nets fan? I will always be a Lakers fan. Um, I will never be a Nets fan. I like KD, Kyrie's incense, sage burning things, fucking weird, but I, I'm more of a Lakers guy. You know me through and through the Clippers game. Mm, not very great But again This is in the future On December 28th So maybe the Lakers Are like Two and one
2: How close are you Going to be to Bay Ridge?
0: I don't know Is that where your dad's <laughs> from? People forget about Broadway Joe um, <laughs> That's Jane Ash's father Who's oh, also Just A legendary figure In Brooklyn You walk around And say Broadway Joe Some people think Joe Naismith But I don't I know it's Broadway Joe <laughs> My low You know When you move there's a lot of logistics that go into a move that sure. really fucking suck. Like, I just this past, let's say, hour or so coming here today, I was on uh, the phone with Cox. And then I had a call with GRU Utilities to cancel so I don't have to pay And they're anymore. answering the
1: phones two days before Christmas?
0: They are answering the phones. Hats two days off before to that. Hats off to that. Year. Yes, but the yes and here is uh, it's not fun. And the Cox one actually, and people that don't know my Wi-Fi, um, I had a little run-in with Cox. It wasn't the best experience. So my Wi-Fi password was "fuck Cox Cable." Um, so I'm not a huge fan of Cox. Um, pause, audience. But just, I'm also just to
1: hit a little. Rrr, rrr, he just, his Wi-Fi password was "fuck the cable provider." It's for it's, it's good
0: to it's good I, to hear you swear. It's good to hear you because yeah, I'm I, getting some flack. I was gonna so, say F.
5: Cam Gunn here, just wanted to give a quick shout out to the literary portion of this amazing platform, toughtosay.com, featuring some really dope articles. I do have one up here, but right. I'm not into the self-plug. It's just, it's casual. You don't have to check it out. Self-plug. But yeah, just go
0: just ahead. Self-plug.
5: Okay, yes. Self-plug. Search yep. Cam plug it. it's, it's on there under She's on gun. there.
0: In the spotlight. I'm
5: on it. But it's a really great opportunity for if you're a writer, if you're established, if you're not. I'm not in any way, shape, or form, but I was able to put something out there, which is all we can ask for. So thank you to Graham and Barry for the opportunity to both the write op. and talk. <laughs> yeah, I was going to go there, but. But
0: we're not about the ops. <laughs> okay okay fair
3: fair the op, not
0: the, ops. the op not the ops okay yeah so um join the crew if
5: you're down to write some words or say some things come on board tough to say
0: signing off we're going through a thing right now you know we're all we're kind of trying to figure me out and uh my low is really just logistics of moving and i'm gonna do it again pretty soon yeah, pretty and soon, pretty soon. i think i'm taking a u-haul from florida to new york anytime, i don't know how much
1: it's a long drive we can all relate anytime you have to rent a u-haul it's a day to
0: remember. I can think of every U-Haul I've ever rented ever. Have you ever got the 10-foot truck?
1: No, why would I ever get a 10-foot truck?
0: I went I've I've tried three times. I always want I I want 10. 10 is manageable. I want the 10-foot truck. Yeah, no. I got the 26-foot truck, which is basically an 18-wheel semi truck. And that's not fun to drive around. And then this past time, he's like, I don't have the 10, but I have the 22 or twenty, whatever, the the below 26. Maybe it's 20. So that's going like iPhone 6 to iPhone 12 Max. I don't want that. It's too big. I can't do that. I did drive this living room um, to and fro, but it wasn't easy and it was kind of scary. But anyway, let's, let's get out of the spew here. We're coming up on time. Let's introduce our guest, and it's a, a special one because it's one that is completely out of our well, personal Graham, networks. Well, I don't mean to interrupt, but- Please go ahead.
1: I do want to do this memory.
0: Yeah, let's not introduce DevRab. Let's talk about us. Rab, that's not
1: a cap to you. I actually love our DMs as of late. Yeah. He's, he's a huge fan of TTS.
0: Yeah, I, he is. He's I, an OG. He's truly an OG. But, but anyway, please go ahead. Yeah, audience, I really want to- I'm
1: going to my We rarely can get everybody in the same room um, on one or two cups- it's one of our best friend's birthday, and it would just be really cool, in my opinion, to maybe pass the mic and just say, you know, we've been bonded together. They really influenced me, and Delton, I'll pass the mic off to you. You know, maybe what's a memory that comes to mind of, of the Sav 5? Rudd's not in the room, so we we can include memories that maybe don't include him. Kind of fitting. <laughs> it's kind
4: of it's fitting. fitting. He, Rod, he's a six-man, you know?
1: Delton, real quick here, you, you got one. And quick, quick hitters,
4: you know, not too long, not too yeah. verbose. We're going to keep it brief. But as we said, Rudd's out of the room. So this is just the sad 5 yeah, memory. Read, see you later. And one of my fondest memories of this crew was after just a legendary game, Gainesville game day. We were all Sunday morning. You know, you're in that mode where you just want to be in bed till roughly. 2 p.m. with Wing Zone next to you. Mm-hmm. You know, yep, it, it's a Postmates type of vibe. Yes. You wish Chick-fil-A was open, but it never is. It's not. <laughs> and we wake up to the sound of boom, boom. And that is just Jane Ash blasting on the soundbar The Dark Knight. One of the best movies of all time. <laughs> Low-key, Graham and I, Uh-oh. your host, went to a premiere of that movie where we watched every single one of those films, the trilogy mm. leading up from 7 pm. until midnight where the third one released and then we watched it till 3 a.m, went to 6 a.m swim practice, coach kayak camp at 8 a.m
0: and nobody was shot at that theater, which is a shocker.
4: you know yeah uh, you got you gotta throw that disclaimer in there now. Tough times we we're living. That's
0: in. what that was the time that that happened. That was, it was at the it was at the trilogy. It was our probably in like were North Carolina.
4: Worried about us going to this. I remember this. Yeah, yeah. and um, that was just an amazing memory. We all walked down around eight a.m. All convene in the kitchen and just accost Jay Nash <laughs> for, for this absolute atrocity he had brought on our group yes. at that point in time. But he made a memory, and that's what it's all about.
0: And it does look as if Ash is, uh, you know, he's past being apologetic. He knows it's he's just a memory. And uh, what a great guy! What a great guy! Anyway, Dave, go um, ahead. Dave slumped. Low to key. To be
3: honest, I'm I'm chilling. I'm relaxing. We're a couple drinks deep. I didn't think of a memory before we got to this point, but I would just like to talk and say that you know, um, us five guys have become incredible friends over the last four years and uh, we each have shaped each other's thought process, how we live and our futures honestly and uh, it's, a, it's a pretty special thing and we all care for each other very much and uh, it's my brothers
0: that was incredibly touching I, I love you to... Barry has something to say? please. I wanted to boo he
4: wanted to boo <laughs> <laughs> nah.
0: he said he wanted to boo
4: the cop out,
0: but it was so, it, he, he did he did cop out, but but he did so masterfully. Yeah, like no, it yeah. was it was like he, he's, well for, he's a very well spoken he's for, spoken for, for guy. Part. He's spoken for. Is he spoken for? To TMZ Tough just broke. Dave spoken for by whom? Janeash. Wow, the the guys are really all back in town. I'm gonna pass the mic over to Jane Janeash, please.
2: I'll make mine quick because I'm a shitty storyteller, but. My favorite mem- memory of us was um the the beginning of junior year when the Gators uh, were playing in uh in Dallas. What's the stadium
3: called? Oh yeah, AT&T.
0: <laughs> AT&T, AT&T Stadium. stadium. <laughs> Jerry's World. Otherwise known as Jerry's World.
2: Our, uh so we have Lee 5, but you guys don't know Lee 4.
3: One <laughs> baby <laughs> <laughs> That's now, a
0: whole other podcast. And, and, just, and, and, just, and just quickly to just bring everybody into context and up to speed, Lee five, that is our friend Dalton. Lee four is his father. Now they switch off by gener it's by generation, correct? You go by Dalton, your father goes by Lee. That's how it works. Reed has now entered the room. Everybody, turn off the podcast right now. Okay, now turn it back on. Reed's still in the room, but Jane Ash, continue with your story.
2: So um, Lee four, amazing guy. Um, you never know. You never know with Lee four. You, you could get a call someday and be like, "Hey, do you need uh, SEC championship tickets? You need tickets to, uh, uh, tickets to uh, Georgia versus Florida." We got a call. Um, for the first, what, what was the game? I don't even remember the game. Um,
0: it was, it was, um, the SCC championship.
2: No, it was, it was the first game of the season. Oh, it was against Michigan. Season, opener. season um, opener.
0: I'm so sorry in
2: Dallas. And we get this spontaneous call, and obviously, we take it. So it was, it was, uh, Delton and Graham originally going with their fathers, Lee Four and my uh, papa, Tom. Very, very, very good guy, my papa. Too. big snack. Um, <laughs> shout out Tom. Um, he is listening
3: so, he's listening right now
2: <laughs> so so they call us and we had to make the decision and it was too late to fly at that point so it was we had to we had, to, we, had to, we had to drive to Texas at that point so we made the decision and the weekend turned out to be a very special uh, very special weekend
0: now what was the vessel in which that took you from Gainesville to Dallas
2: Oh it was the it was the legendary Ford
0: Ford what? Please go on.
2: I don't know. It's blue. I don't know, it's I don't a blue know the car. big model. Blue It's a Ford Focus.
0: It's a wonderful wonderful bit of machinery. Um blue lightning? Uh, that bitch, blue lightning. That blue that bitch lightning. broke
2: down though on the way
0: back. It, <laughs> it was rattling, correct? The Fords do that. that. The Fusion is done. In it a
2: Alabama. Times. In Alabama. What? Tell
4: him about Mobile.
2: He's talking about Mobile. It was a plus. Okay. Yes. Here we he go. Yeah, no. Nah, I mean, it was a good time. We got, got Compton, room, <laughs> <GD's dad. laughs> <laughs> we DB's dad. We DB's dad, legendary <laughs> yeah, too. We got
0: a Keep it going, Jay Nash. You got the mic. That's all I got. Okay, bro. <laughs>
2: well, hey, I'll, I'm gonna
0: give mine. I'll make it. I'll make it short and sweet too. But actually, and then I'll introduce Dev and we'll be on our way, boys and girls. Would love to give my memory too. Oh, you have to give. You want to go ahead? I'll do mine last. I wanna, wanna anchor. Barry'd like to do his last. Mine. The five of us lived next to each other coincidentally. We formed this friendship living in a legendary apartment complex called Savion Park. We saw each other in the building a couple times. This is a whole other podcast. But basically, we joined forces and we really bond over the pool table. The pool table has been a symbol in our friendship since day one. And there was a time where we would play. I would play upwards of five to six games a day. I was full pool shark mode, and the battles that went down at An this audience, table this were, were like, insane.
1: This isn't late night vibes. This is and like we're talking billiards class. We're playing. Yes. four hundred nine, four hundred ten. Bitter rivalry. Four hundred nine is
0: where Barry, David, and Justin lived, and four hundred ten is where David or Dalton. Excuse me. Fuck. It's Delton. Delton and I lived in four hundred ten. Anyway, the the pool table is really what. Started this this amazing friendship and uh, it's not going to rest. We will pick up the sticks and 410 will reign supreme. You don't, lot, you don't have a lot of time, just so you know, we no, don't have a lot of problem. time.
3: It's uh, DB, I'm back, and so I'm going to actually give you a real story this time. Because Graham, Graham inspired me a little bit. So, one of my fondest memories <laughs> and times is a tradition we had. Every single night during our I believe it was sophomore year when we were living in 409 and 410. What we would do to finish a night was, like Graham said, we would play pool and then we would sit down and watch either a short show, at the times it was The Deuce or South Park, or we'd watch Side a movie room. and we'd uh, have some cigars together and some drinks and we would... Some cigars, he says. Some yep. cigars. Mm-hmm. and Tobacco. And we would... Uh, watch these shows and it was it became a tradition that we would partake in every single night and it would usually end with us eating bowls of cereal and then going to that mm, nature was, valley and it was just absolutely classic and it really grew our bond and friendship and our love for hue lights
0: and our love for hue lights which we are sponsored by um we're actually not but we are sponsored by AMA Healing, and I don't even know if you can say we're sponsored, but if you use code TTS at checkout at AMA Healing, you will get twenty percent off of your order. CBD—that's what's up. Melatonin, also delicious. Oh yes. How do you say that, so you're a
4: big CBD user. Right?
0: Yes, Reed in the back says I'm a big CBD user, and he's correct. I am a huge one because I'm an anxious guy, and I need it. And it helps me kind of keep my edge. Anyway, Barry's got his memory. Please lay it on us, brother. So I'm
1: surprised no one's talked about our first real spring break as a squad. I'll skip right to where I'm, my mind is where he got an Airbnb because we basically lied that we were of 26 years old. we were responsible adults We're all 20 21 We come there with the intent to drink till we drown the six of us Reed Burlett is making his real this is like his starting night like he's, he's his, out debut. In the pool, his debut his mm-hmm. debut and um, I'm in the pool um, day drunk. And I look around, and there's this beautiful—think of like a Japanese pink tree that would like be in any
0: any sensei, dojo, yeah, any yes, dojo's yes, garden. Yes.
1: My man reads on the grill, cooking up sausage. <laughs> Delton is <laughs> in the pool, floating on a floaty. Oh, uh, it's
2: just after he came back.
1: Yeah, DB is spewing up. Jane Ash is in the pool. Graham's spewing, and I just had a moment in this little reclining chair where I'm like, wow, you know two, three years ago, I never would have pictured myself with these relationships. So quite the week, those stories obviously are going to be for another memory, um, reminiscing time later, but just really cool to get this collection of memories and Graham, why don't I say we introduce DevRab?
0: And honestly, this additional content, you know, it is for free. So if you do, by chance, use code TTS at checkout on, on, a, on a Healing for 20% off of your order. Like, that could be, like, a nice little way to pay us back, you know, pay it forward. But to talk a little bit about DevRab, our guest that's coming up right now, he reached out to me, and this was in the era where I was still TikTok relevant, um, where I had that one TikTok that was not going viral, but you will say did. Viral. Really kind of didn't, but MK like... KK is Viral. People saw 100K? it, hundred K, yeah. See, it's hi. up to one hundred and two now. It's it's on a, it's up to one hundred and two, and the engagement was prime. But see, he reached out do, to me. Go yeah. ahead. No, because
1: you're you're ready to take the like the 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 phrase, like bring it on, it's daddy.
0: No, I actually I the I did this horse one like I rated hinge profiles by like looking at girls that have like that are horse girls essentially, and I actually archived it because I'm like this isn't really my brand, you know. I got to put this away. Shout out, Gravit. Oh, a nice little voice crack there, buddy. But. Dev Rab reached out to me. He said, "I really love what you guys are doing. I am in the same vein." He is a creator himself. He's actually a rapper, and uh, we're gonna put the put his latest song at the end of this episode. It's called High Fashion.
1: he He had a two song EP the other day, and I listened to it.
0: Did you hear High Fashion? I don't know. It's kind of a slapper. No,
1: the, the guy's like the truth. Like He's great. Yeah, he's I'm talented. a
0: huge fan. But no, DevRab has been a huge supporter of TTS since day one. Um, the moment he found out about us was actually very early in the inception of the pod. And he's been a, an amazing source of positivity. He's always reaching out. And uh, I love that about him. And it was a no-brainer to get him on the pod and hear about his story about... I mean, the guy at one point was in Homeland Security on Wall Street and then decided to hang up the cleats and be a rapper which is the most respectable thing i've ever heard i mean the guy really wants to chase his passion and it's incredibly admirable so welcome to the table dev rap merry christmas everybody thanks for tuning in this is the future so christmas happened and we love you guys Welcome to a table, a special guest hailing from me on TikTok, but now from the streets of New York. And you're in Boston right now, correct? Boston right now, yeah. We welcome to the table, Devrab. He's our, uh, our our resident musician, artist, rapper, whatever you'd like to call it. How we doing, man? Really nice to talk to you.
5: Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here.
0: Of course, we uh, had this conversation so long ago. You were one of the first people to reach out that was outside of my personal network and we were just talking about before the show how cool it is to grow this audience and to bring in people that love your music and what love what you do too. love some of that cross collaboration it's really really cool but as the people know in the fit aid studio we got to pass it over to B. people
1: i have a truly special guest that i have some incredible questions for but Dev Rab, I gotta ask you, do you are you familiar with what's about to occur here?
5: Uh I think I'd like to say I'm ready, but like I'm not <laughs> okay, really so, sure.
1: <laughs> welcome to five quick cues with B, where there's no wrong right. or right answers, which I'm now switching my 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 role out there. So there's no wrong or right answers, but what you signed up for here is the first thing that comes to your head, you gotta spit it out. Okay? No, there's no hiding from the truth here. So if you're I'm ready, ready, I'm ready. All right? I'm ready. Okay. Question number one. Very quick. All timer right now. Currently, however, you interpret it, favorite artist to listen to?
5: Drake, hands down.
1: Okay. Number two. Interesting pick, right there. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm aligned. I'm aligned. So money is not an issue. What piece of jewelry are you copying tomorrow if you could? What do you want?
5: It's either one of those like really big chains or it's like a bust down. We're like, Oh, it's gotta be a bust down. Watch.
1: I'd personally go the raw trout, but I like that. I like that. I could also <laughs> see a fat Cuban link on your, on your neck right now. I could see
0: that.
5: Because that's like the first area you see when you like just see someone, you're like, Oh shit. like That's yeah.
1: big. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm starting small, very small. We'll, we'll go. I don't even have mine room. on right now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I have nothing. I'm actually in the nude of chains, but whatever. So <laughs> number three here, the midway point as they say now we're going to get into kind of who you are and what you do but taking aside maybe your regional biases because i know you hail from the northeast area what would be like in other regions of the country your favorite cities um like production sound so you got the atl you got the west coast maybe some houston love
5: uh i'm big on florida actually uh broward county big for like producing like x and kodak and a lot of those guys, except smoke Perk, not not smoke Perk, but uh, ATL is big right now. Yeah. Uh, and then Toronto. Toronto has a pretty good sound. I like a lot. A
1: little P&D vibe on there too. I'm with that. Yeah. So number four, if we just forget about COVID for this conversation and you got your packed out show, you'd ripped six, you know, vodka rebels like we just talked about. So you're feeling right. it and you got your squad with you. How big is your squad on stage? Because- you know, I'm a little Wayne fan and my my guy brings out the whole family plus five. So whereas some guys just go out there solo dolo and tackle it. So what would be your ideal stage presence squad?
5: Ideally s- my friend group from back home is like what 16 of us in the group chat. So maybe like 10 to 16 and then maybe oh. a few extra. So maybe like I'd say like 16-ish.
4: Okay.
1: Depending, so, just they- get
5: that energy up
1: there. Yeah. yeah we're all having red bulls that night i love it and when you're and when those course, this, is yeah. my question.
0: this is my diverge from barry's five quick cues because i'm just personally curious because i think i would like to be on that stage and uh and i don't know what i would do i don't know exactly what i would do i don't know if i'm throwing out my hands if i'm sipping if i got a bottle what are what's some of your favorite things that you see some of your friends do that gets you fired up
5: it's a big just like it's literally just letting yourself go. And like, whatever you think is like, whatever you like turn up to, just like in that moment, it's like, but you're just on a bigger stage. It's the set. Right. It's so simple, but people overthink, like, oh, am I supposed to be acting cool? Like, no, like people just take their phone out, like, you know, videotape, whatever, just like kind of be in the moment about it. It's weird, super cliche of me to say, honestly, but no,
1: I love it. Um, Unfortunately, Devrab, we are at the fifth question, meaning my time is kind of out, but you have one last time to really shine here. So (laughs) the context of this question is this. Again, I've referenced Lil Wayne as my guy, but future Hendrix, aka Pluto. He has an interview where he talks about he sat down and recorded mask off. And because of its success, he now sits down and records everything. So when you're in the booth, are you standing up or do you sit down when you record?
5: I stand, actually. I do. The standing apparently is better for just releasing your uh, yeah. voice or projecting. But I've actually wanted to try sitting, but I just haven't. If it works, it works. So I might change it up.
1: Well, hey, we'll we'll make some calls, see if, uh, if future and you can, if he can maybe show you a couple things because... That'd be cool. I think
5: I got a few things to learn before I link up with uh, with uh, Mr. Pluto. <laughs> He's got a bit more uh, experience in the activist section. of uh,
1: <laughs> Not Fit Aids? Are you sure? He's not sipping Fit Aids. Anyways, <laughs> you survived the five quick cues. Thank you, brother. Graham, what do you got?
0: Well, man, you know what we like to do right in this moment is just get a little bit more of a sense as to who you are before we jump into the journey, where you've gone, where you want to go. You know, we, we've been keeping it pretty broad, but I really just have a couple of quick ones as well. It's just, who who are you? What do you do? And let's just start there. Honestly, let's start small. We'll, we'll do these small bite-sized little, like the mini tiny bites. What are those things? Little muffins? They're mini bites. Mini bites. Mini bites? Yeah. No, You'll, I wasn't allowed to eat them. I, I do the blueberries over the- You're brand. talking about little bites? Little right. bites. There we go. Well, so So who are you and what do you do?
1: Uh, well, my
5: real name, I'm Rob. I'm just a kid. I grew up in Queens pretty much with my mom's side of the family. Uh, I'm 21 now. I turn 22 tomorrow, actually, which is kind of crazy. Uh, so I'm here. I'm kind of like celebrating early for my birthday, but I'm just kind of a kid who's working, just like kind of getting through life and trying to find like things that I'm enjoying and like what I don't enjoy and just trying to make my way around.
0: And you're let's call you a bona fide rapper. You are a rapper. You're an artist.
5: I'd like to think so a little bit. Yeah.
0: So what I love to hear is just a little bit about the journey. You know, where did you come? Where'd you go? Obviously the, the road to become an artist doesn't just start from birth. You know, lots of things have to transpire. And I know you had some background within Manhattan working in a corporate life and wanted to take a detour and eventually pursue something different. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your story, man.
5: So it started for me when I went to college. Uh, Sophomore year, uh, I went to St. John's University in Queens. And while I was there, like, we would just kind of throw these parties in my fraternity. And I would always be in charge of the music. I would always go to the playlist. And it was just my responsibility, I guess. And I would just like seeing people, like, just remotely, like, turn up to just, like, and just have a good time. It made me happy seeing other people, like, shouting up, like, just the same song at you. And it was just such a good feeling. I was like, all right, like maybe one day I'll take a step forward and try this. And like time went on and I told my, my close friend, uh, Mark Ellenberg, and I was like, okay, like I like, told him, he's like, he's like, what do you have to lose? I was like, honestly, nothing. He's like, he's like, what do you like, what's going to come of it if you don't try Like, You got nothing to lose to try it. Like, okay. So I hit up the only person I knew at the time who like produced and like had an, like a studio and stuff. And I recorded a voice memo on my phone and like, I did it in one take. It was like terrible. I was like out of breath. I was like, I recorded it in my garage, no less. Like it was such a bad setup. And like, I just sent it to him and like, that's how my first song got born. And then people were just like, we expected worse. So like, <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then I kind of like worked on it a little bit more and I got in touch with the right people. And like, it got such a reception, which I didn't really expect. Like I just kind of want to make music to be happy. And then, People were just like, oh, like, you actually sound decent. I was like, oh, wow. Which led to me making, like, my first two big songs. And then with that, a girl who I went to school with was like, oh, can you, like, perform? Like, can you open for me? Which led to my first performance. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I only have two songs. She's like, yeah, you can, like, go up there for 20 minutes. Just do whatever you want to do. So then it forced me to, like, get productive, go into the studio. And, like, this is, like, junior year now, so. I had to go in, lock in, just make my first tape. And then again, the ball just kept rolling. So i just kept making, kept making songs.
1: I have a question. Um, you know, you just mentioned happiness <laughs> and kind of doing what you love. Is there something you were doing or maybe trending toward that you didn't love that forced this change? You know why it, it's, we're going to ask you, you know, unconventional paths, what kind of started this, this trajectory for you?
5: So, I had that going for me my sophomore year. And then, you know, junior year, like I had everyone like telling me, like, oh, like this is where you're supposed to like find your job and whatever you want to do in your field. And I was more of like a, my degree is in Homeland Security, but I was like, okay, let me find something. I got a job working corporate security on Wall Street. And I was like, this is big as a junior. Like, I got it all figured out. Like, I got this, I got my music here. But like, music was really taking a backseat to like my life. And I was like, okay, like that's not where I deal. But like, I started working, and I started working, and I was working these grueling weeks, and it was, I was away from my family, I was away from my best friends, and it was tough, especially. And then I got broken up with, which fucking sucked. <laughs> so then life is just miserable, and then you're just kind of figuring it out, like, okay, like I got to make a change here and be like, to do better. Otherwise, like, I don't want to be miserable. I don't want to be sitting here like alone. So I made the decision after some time to you know, focus on myself and have a good senior year and really go all in on the music because that's what made me happy. And it's brought me nothing like short of happiness as to what it is.
0: At what point do you think that people need to take a step back and, and try something different? Because I think a lot of us, especially when you first start out, are always going to start in a position that you've got to pay your dues or learn the trick of the trade. I think people often do things that, that they find utility in, but not necessarily fulfillment or happiness when, you know, that one thing is maybe offering financial security or, I mean, just a host of other factors. So kind of a meta question here, and then we'll get back into the story. But at what point do you think that that is a crucial change needed?
5: I think it's when you get kind of comfortable. Like, I I don't know. I don't think comfortable is like, it's not a bad thing, but like, if you're at a place where you're like, well, like, it's all right. Like I'm doing all right for myself. Like, you just got to like think back and like, at some point you got to just reevaluate like and reassess and you're just like, okay, am I doing well? Yes. But like, could I be doing better? Like what could I be doing better? Like, do I just want to be all right right now? Or could I try and do something? And you know, if it doesn't work, I can come back and be here and comfortable again, or I could say I tried and then have something else going for me. And, it's just a decision you got to make yourself if you want to be comfortable or if you want to like if you just want better you know what i'm saying
1: so you know i'm hearing you're doing something that you're very passionate and happy to do day in day out and, and do the grind i mean obviously the internet is the primary platform for maybe listening to you but this pandemic has certainly you know thrown some hurdles your way you know of performing which is I don't know the percentage, but I'm sure it's high. I mean, of either revenue or just growth of your brand. How has these this last, you know, eight months, I think I counted up, right? Eight months, we'll say? Forever and a half. Yeah, forever and three quarters. Um, you know, what's been going on given that you're kind of fresh out the gates from college and we're in a pandemic and a lot of your business is, is uh, difficult to get into right now?
5: It is difficult because you can't like interact with like your fans and the people who want to see you like on a stage and you know having that good time with you. It's definitely tough, but I don't necessarily view it as a bad thing because it allows me to get myself and my brand right for what is gonna happen hopefully when this is all over. Because I got my last show canceled to COVID in March before I graduated. And that was a tough one. That was just tough to swallow because, you know, it's the last one you're gonna have there. Yeah. For a while. And then I don't really necessarily view it as a bad thing because sure it affects you because, but it makes people like, who want to see you on a stage, like it makes me like, Oh, like I want to see you on a stage more. Like I've gotten texts throughout quarantine now and people be like, yo, like when this is all over, I want to see you on a stage. Like I want to come to your show. Like it makes people anticipate a little bit more, which I appreciate. Yeah. And it allows me to like make more content music where I can be like before, like, it's not really like, it wasn't like big concert music. But now it's like, oh, like I can go on stage and turn up and like people are going to turn up with me. and like, It's that kind of music. Now.
0: And when you take a step back and you think about the momentum, because you were able to go out there and, and produce, you were able to be on stage and you had a following being built. What were some of those emotions like when you felt like things were really going your way and you felt that success, you saw the heads in the crowd Got the boys on the stage. What were some of those early emotions like?
5: Uh, it's definitely like a, a first thing is just like a holy shit. Like you like I like I always tell myself I never expected to make it this far. But like here we are. And like we're still threading the needle. and It's every day a step further. And it's just something amazes me even more every day. And like that's the great thing because I'm not like content with everything I've had. But like I'm happy that I've experienced so much. I never thought I would. I thought I was going to make a few songs and be like, okay, like back to life. But like, this is life now. And it's super enjoyable. It's also just a super, like, I'm thankful a lot for anyone that's like behind me and supporting me. And like everyone's there. Cause you're like, you genuinely took something from nothing and built it from the ground up. And like, it's legit. It's a legitimate thing. And like, you got to give yourself credit and like got to have confidence that like you're doing something right when you had nothing. And now it's just like, you have people like asking you like, what are you going to do next? Or like, when's the next song coming out? Like it's an anticipated thing, which is really crazy to think about.
1: It's kind of crazy because we've experienced very similar energy and interviewing people, um, having these opportunities to talk to people like yourself. It's just neat because it, it, it kind of takes someone who kind of knows that feeling to be like, fuck. Yeah. Like I feel that like we're, we're, I'm with you on that. Um, So I just had to acknowledge it there. Mike, a question I kind of, that just came up and I'm kind of curious to know, given your background, hearing your, what was going to be maybe your path. What is like your inspiration for your music? You know, where are you drawing this, this creative energy from? Cause you know, I'll be honest if Graham and I like a beat and we freestyle a little bit, I run out after three lines. So like, what what What's the source of the inspiration for you? Not me, though. I'm very, very hot on the track.
0: <laughs> um, Don't ask. I'm just saying.
5: My inspiration comes from a lot of places. Now, I feel you. I would freestyle with you. <laughs> Not right now, but, like, another time. <laughs> uh, no, inspiration comes from everywhere. Like, it could just be from, like, a general experience. Like, I've written, I've written songs, like, especially this past quarantine, about, like, my past song I did this past weekend. I it was about me going to – it described me my second semester of college, my last year. And I just would go out Mom and my friends would be like, Hey, we're going home. Do You want to catch this Uber home with us? I'm just like, no, I'm going to stay here and like have fun by myself. And it's songs called dancing on my own. And like, it's just like, I'm here by myself I'm having a good time. And like, if I meet someone cool, but like, I'm here just having fun by myself. It's just like those little experiences that you can take and just be the most descriptive thing to make sure, like, to make sure, make you feel like you were
3: there.
0: And I think we talk about vibing on our own accord and, on our own time, but building a brand and producing music, I know it, it really does just transcend like throwing out music on SoundCloud. Like you've got music videos, you have full albums, you know, you you've developed like a logo presence and there's a brand identity. Do you work alongside a team? Like what do you have a team? And if so, like what does it look like old friends and how did you build up the brand alongside these people if they do exist?
5: so team was like a very like it's a very official thing because people think like oh i got like a deal with this person this person it's not really that like, it was at the beginning it was just me and like i said my best friend mark and like i would just make the songs i would go in the studio i'd make the songs and i hit him up like i got this song here's the song like here the lyrics and he just does like he still does all my cover art he does a great job with it and like he just brings my song kind of to life so you can see that so like that, that's the way it started and then It started like getting like picked up a little bit more traction. And then I just kind of included like more people in my friend group, my immediate friend group on how we can, how does this sound like the general public? My friend Kyle, I call him the general public because he's very like hip hop oriented. Like like, anything the hip, like anything everyone likes, he'll like. And it's not a bad thing. Like I'd be like, yo, does that like people like this? He's like, yeah, like I can get to this. Or they'll be very honest about feedback on songs. I have other people just try and put me in contact with like, My friend Jerry just put me in contact with my new producer. So like his name is Jake and he's doing a great job. Like we're just building our catalog. And like I, my guy, John, he does like my finances. Like he just helps me like, they kind of help me in like good deals and bad deals. My friend Ian works on my website. Like we're like, we're all collect, like we're all best friends, but we all like work together when we have to, to like build something. And like, sure. Like they're not getting like payment out of it right now, but like they want to see me do well. And like, that's our little team right there. And like, we're doing pretty well
1: so that's dope we're you're beating us in team members we hope to reach those levels and roles soon it's it's neat to hear how you know we we've kind of branded this this work in progress podcast and honestly man hearing your answers it 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 couldn't be more true with like your story it's it's such a work in progress it's so cool you're growing you're building you're adding more people in i mean
5: the thing about that though, is it takes time. Like, cause la- I it was last summer where I was working at this job in the city. And I was like, I texted my friends in our group chat. I was like, young, I want to put together a team. Like they compare it a lot to entourage. So if I make it, there's going to be like some documentary about them doing God knows what.
1: Yeah. But like we, we expect to be I, in that by the way. Yeah. Yeah.
5: You will be, you will be, this will be a staple in it. Don't Don't <laughs> worry about it. But like, they were just like, okay, like, yeah, we're in on this team idea. And like, it kind of just faded away. Cause like I was, 200 miles away, but, and then I came home now, and, like, we're here, like, we're all getting to hang out, like, sure, we could shoot ideas back and forth, but, like, same time, we could also kill, like, a bunch of beers and be like, let's play pool and watch TV, like, so it's not like we're all just work, but, like, we know when to, like, it just takes time to, to build, that's all I'm trying to say, sorry.
1: Is that important? I think, you know, for what Graham and I do, it's an interview, there's some stuff, but the process of producing a, a a song, can you walk us through what that timeline might be? Because you just mentioned patience, and I think that word, I want to expand on that. Maybe in your definition of what it takes to to produce a music that you're that you love.
5: Um. Well, it takes time. Was because so my process is I'll have I'll hit up my producer, I'll hit up my my boy Jake, and he'll be like, Hey, like you have any beats or anything, or he'll call me at some weird hour of the morning and be like, he'll FaceTime me and be like, I have this thing for you. I'm like, dude, it's 9am. Why? But he'd be like, I got to show you. Like, okay, cool. And we'll go to it. And then it's like, I'll hear something. i be like, I get a vibe off of it. whether it's a happy or like an emotional, like something, a story we want to tell. And off of that, I'll be like, okay, I think I can get on this or not. And then from there, he'll work on it a little more. He'll send them my way. And then from then, it's just, I get sort through my catalog on my computer and, I can hear about what I like, what I think I can do, what I think I can't do. And then it's just all about what I'm trying to like paint onto the story of like what this beat is and then just write. And that's honestly, sometimes the toughest part. And sometimes I've written some songs in 20 minutes. So it really just depends. And then it's booking the studio time and getting in there and actually just doing it in a few hours and making sure it's good to go so that the public can do it, like receive it well. And that's, the process and then there's like the fine-tuning afterwards but like that's mainly it
0: run run rudolph please tune in the tough to say the sapphire plus five plus one i wouldn't want in any other way hip, impulse, contribute however you'd like he once was D.D., e. but now we know him as my and, and Mike. Jade Edge and Dave, the lawyers soon to be. But shout out to Tom, Reed, and don't forget Lee. This is another weird advertisement that we do that nobody really knows if anyone listens or actually contributes or engages with these advertisements, but we're going to keep doing them. Happy Christmas or whatever the fuck you say. Love you. Back to the spew. When you're in the post-production, that's something different too. There's truly like an art and a science intertwined with that process. But what's that relationship like between artist and producer? Because it's one, I think, that we've all been privy to, but that's been kind of popularized over the last decade or so. Like, yes, of course, we know some of the OGs, but now, I mean, you see like, you know, personal fan favorite Savage Mode 2, like the production quality on that album is a testament to the relationship between 21 and Metro. Like they they have this, this very unique chemistry that produces really beautiful art. What's that relationship like with you? And what is the importance of that for an artist that is trying to be influential?
5: It's really important. Cause like I, from what I've learned, it's if you build with someone from like the ground up, like I, what I'm doing right now with Jake, it's just, you get to know someone first and like, you just become a part of each other's lives, like that you're gonna like work together and stuff. But you build like this collective sound together, and that's where you can be the most influential, in my opinion. Is you're creating a sound collectively, you just you can create something that you can just dominate. And it's like I like I'll go to his house sometimes, like he'll be in between classes, and I'll be like, "Yo, let's make a beat, let's do whatever." Well, okay, I'm like, "Yo, wouldn't be sick if we went like sick mode on this, like takey, like let's go." And yes. he'd be like, "Yo, like no, like stop that." I'd be like, "All right, cool, like." glad we're on the same page, but like, we'll just go back and forth. Like we'll joke and like, we'll get some like, we'll eat and like laugh and stuff. But we'll also like, you know, we're hanging out, like working together to create a sound that like a lot of people can be like, well, like this is dope. Like I like this. So it's a very important relationship.
1: Yeah. Um, You know, you mentioned honestly, one of my favorite producers right now, take Keith, big Memphis, Tennessee guy. Um, Shout out money bag. Yo, if you're listening. (laughs) Question for you is, you know, I don't know when this is going to come out, but last night we had, we interviewed a professional golfer who I was able to kind of understand how hard it is to get to that next level, meaning like just however someone defines next level. And it was kind of a cheat code because the audience doesn't really know, but I do. So I, I try to do a good job of maybe bringing the truth to them. You know, how hard is it in, given your shoes? I mean, this, this career you, you, you've, you know, found yourself in is very, very, very challenging. So, you know, how hard can you just maybe shed some light on just the challenges of, of growing, of building and of, uh, you know, of wrapping?
5: Um, Well, it's like a lot of it is defined by what you are and then there's like the industry standards, but. Well growing like it's like your SoundCloud phase where you're just kinda of releasing stuff and then like you know, you're just trying to like see if anything sticks with people. That's like the first phase of like starting out. And then like once you like you get something to stick, you're like, okay, you gotta get another goal. Like you gotta where do you wanna go from here? You can't just keep making music for fun and take it seriously and like try and break through and like actually make something of it. And like that's where I'm at kind of and I reevaluate almost after every project. And I'm just you know, you have to just take out like Where do you want to go from here? And I was kind of at a wall at some point. And then I kind of just broke through. Like, I was like, I'm just going to focus on my music and whatever. And then I'm going to focus on building my fan base and building, like, a community. And, like, my next step is just breaking through into the industry and wherever I can and trying to make music that can impact a really large audience. I'm not really focused on making, like, money or anything. Just I want to make something that can largely impact, like, a large audience. And that's the next step for me is breaking through that wall. And it's mainly just about building your own buzz and focusing on yourself and building that like community. And if you can do that, and like people just pay attention naturally just by word of mouth.
0: I, I think you may have just answered my next question, but I think there's little pieces to elaborate on. And it's one that we've asked quite a few people that have come on the show, this brand building element because of how important it is to control your own personal narrative. And if you have the, if you're, if you're self aware to your presence and the way that you project yourself and your reputation, I think that goes a long way, but how much of what you do is focused on the music versus the brand building element? Because as you say, like, these are a lot of very challenging balls to juggle, you know, like Mm -hmm. you have, I, I think actually it's overlooked quite a bit with, with very popular musicians. I think a lot of people, that are not necessarily huge music followers would probably assume that they go into a a room by themselves. They record, they come out and then they have a team that handles everything else. But behind the scenes, like those guys and those gals all Mm. are very, very hyper-focused on the way they project themselves because they see the benefits and they know how advantageous it is to be on top of that. So how do you split your time between obviously you've got to produce like you are the core of what makes music because you are the musician. But at the same time, there are all these other elements that need to be tended to.
5: I kind of find it all intertwined because at some areas, like you're going to be like, okay, like building your brand is just like finding out who you want to like portray and like who you want to be and like, you know, like what your, like what your brand is going to be and building that up. And essentially it's the same thing about what I'm trying to do in my music catalog. It's like what I'm trying to portray across and what I'm trying to say. And it's also like the person I'm trying to be. So, and essentially it's just all being myself, except I'm just vocalizing it a little bit more. And when I'm working on the music, it's just, I take a step back from the brand aspect, but you know, if I hit a wall and I'm just not writing or if I'm not like going through my catalog that day, or just, it's just like, what can I do to go on social media and improve my brand? Or what can I do to make sure that like, People like randomly just check my page and be like, okay, what is this guy about? Like, what is his, What what's he trying to do? Like just to make it a bit more cohesive and just try to reach new accounts. And just, it's all about doing that whenever I get a chance. It's like, there's never really a moment off. You're always trying to figure out I'll be sitting here in my bedroom. Like I am right now. and just like, till like 3am. And I'll just be like, okay, like what ideas can I have to like further things and just keep going forward. I don't think it's like notice enough that people will be like, he puts this much time into it, but it's never really like an off thing.
1: I'm curious. um, You know, even more, the more, the more we have this conversation, I I'm growing these questions. Um, What is, and how do you deal with the pressure that comes with what you do? Because so much of it, man is, and I won't, I, 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 you'll do a better job of listing all that comes with this job, but this really this, this role that you have is, can you talk about dealing with, with the stress of, Oh my God, like I'm having, whether it's writer's block or maybe it's called rapper's block. I don't know. But, uh, just the pressure that comes with, you know, putting shit out and, and making it right, getting it right.
5: You just try to find that perfect thing. It's like, I try to focus not too much on being perfect. I like, cause again, I'm a human being more than anything else. Like if people, people hit me up and they're like, Oh, like you're someone else. Like you're different. Like you're like going to be an artist or like you're going to be famous. I'm like, no, I'm just like a human first and foremost. Like, like, but there's a lot, like, yes, there is pressure because you know, like you got to focus on getting everything right. And more than always, you're not going to get everything right. Like you're going to get backlash for like songs that that you may think are good, but people may not like, and then it's back to the drawing board. And so just, you're going to have to just recreate like, Oh, like, okay. Like I'm going to just have to go back to step one and recreate or it's, but there are times where like you hit those walls and you hit those blocks and you're like, okay, like I can't write. Cause you know, I've written three songs about the same thing. Okay. You got to take a step back. And then that's where like my friends come in. I'm always like, I'm always making sure like, I'm always like taking a step back from them and just living in the moment kind of. Cause if I can do that and I could just let go from the situation and be like, all right, like, let me just relax, not focus on music for a little bit, but enjoy my time here That'll just re inspire and just get the wheels turning again. It also, back to the questions you asked earlier, like it's where I draw my inspiration from. So, like, that gives me a bunch of steps and creative lanes where I can go into. And it gives me a bunch of ideas on how to get the process right versus, you know, like I can go back and I, this is year three now. I can look and see, okay, I did a lot of these things that didn't get a good reception or they weren't the best. And like, how can I fine tune them and just make it better? Plus I have all my friends, like the close group that I told you about, like they give me that advice on, you know, just how to tweak things and just acting on it. It's just the small things every day to do.
0: Honestly, <laughs> something I'm really curious about. And uh, I guess I'm just feeling very metaphysical tonight because I don't often get to talk. Great word. Yeah. I just don't often get to have conversations with people that are within this particular industry, like doing the things that you do. And being that we are both like very high consumers of the genre that you're in. Big time. Um, this is like a, a cool like little snapshot into an insider view. I'm, I'm so curious about over the course of time, we've seen so much change in music, especially within rap and especially within hip hop, R&B. Where do you think those those artists lie when they're trying to figure out how to either cater to the times or stick to their own brand. Like Where do you fall on on that conversation? Because we've seen people like a Drake, for instance. Drake, for instance, has has evolved so much over the course of time, whereas other artists have really stuck true to what they know and they continue to produce the way that they always have been accustomed to. Like Where does that change come into play? and, And how do you as an artist both watch everything change around you and adapt
5: I mean, you just got to take a, like it's just about being aware of everything around you. And it's like back in 2017 when I was like trying to get into music, like that was like the big like SoundCloud era, like mumble rap was big, and, like you know, like the Migos, like Migos flow was like big. And now, like fast forward three years, it's not really as popular. It kind of fell off, and you gotta just see where you gotta be aware of where things are headed and like what's popular now. And it's now, it's more like the melodic, like stuff, like what Drake does. Like, again, just, he's like a great example of what goes on and how to be aware of the times. It's just being aware. It's really it. And then just like acting on, like if you can adapt with the time, it'll just make sure that like people can stay with you and it'll add to the longevity of your career. If you can't really, if you're just on one sound and you're just mumbling, and just getting songs out that sure they could be fire, but people do people want to hear like you got to think about that before you're going to put something out too
0: and honestly just as a follow-up um you've got some nice pipes man you've you've got some you got a really really nice way of, of singing like i i listened obviously you've sent me samples and you've sent me music and i listen and i really enjoy it um i don't remember which one you sent me but i said that it sounded like um if i'm riding up Windows down to the rainforest cafe, like I was just really vibing. I think
5: that was uh, welcome to the show.
0: Yes, yes, it was. That how was does, on our first. How do you call. work on on your on your melody? Because everybody has a flow, right? And there's an aspect of that in this question that I'd be curious about too. Like your flow is everything; it can be unique, it can cater to the times, but also like how do you work on like actual the actual mechanics of rapping and singing.
5: That was actually, like, my biggest problem. Like, starting out, I, I would have this one artist up. like I look up to him. I still do. His name is Finesse. He's fire. Like, he's also from Queens. I went to college with him. And I was like, yo. And I was bothered. I'd be like, yo, like, what's it going to take to do a song? Like I looked up to him. And he's like, just got to get your melodies right. Get your melodies right. And I was like, fuck, how do we do that? And, like, it, it just took me, like, just, like, pr- going through it, like, and just making different things, like, on different sounds. And it's going to force you to break out of your box because like if, you, if someone can put you into a box and like you're stuck, you don't want to be stuck. Like if someone can be like, oh, like he could sing, he could rap, he could do all that. Like you can be like just so like versatile, I'd like to say. It's just like it's just practicing too. like it just the more you put out, the more you're going to want to like venture and try and do different things. And you got to be open to just like doing things. Like, if I hear Travis Scott like singing on a song, I'd be like, okay, I bet, OK, I could try and do that. And, like, you could try it. It may sound terrible, but, like, you'd be like, okay, like, that's not what's going to work. But, like, I know within my boundaries, on what's going to sound good if I try it? And, like, what's terrible? I'm still finding things that I can do with my voice. Like, I'll sing. I'll sing myself in the car a bunch of times. I'm like, oh, that sounds horrible. I should never do that. I'd be like, wait, like, that. Like my sister will be like, oh, like, that sounded pretty good. Like, you should try that. And I'm like, really? And it's just stuff like that that you won't even, like, notice. Just singing, like, random shit in your car It's pretty much it.
1: I have a question that maybe is a little lighter mood question. Like we haven't been keeping it light, keeping it light <laughs> on this one especially. Can I get your Mount Rushmore of rappers? Ooh, and if you need like a stretch five, I'm I'm open to that because I w- I'm someone who probably would need that.
5: Mm. I got three up there right now. I'm thinking about the fourth. The first three are so we're going biggie tupac and then i gotta throw drake up there because like he's just cool. so yeah. big for me it's cool uh i guess the fourth is probably xxx tentacion okay. i gotta that's say such he's a diverse
0: had palette s- very respect he's
5: such a big like influence to me and like what i've done and like he's also gotten me through like like just times like he just makes timeless music for me
0: yeah Hell so yeah. that's
5: yeah that's probably my four people are probably gonna be shocked that i didn't say nav because everyone's like oh he's brown like it's <laughs> gotta be right hey,
0: you, you said like, it. we didn't we didn't say <laughs> it.
5: you'd be surprised if i had a dollar for every time i heard that i I'd, I'd probably have enough to be rich
0: does it does it bother you because it is like there is there's there is like a little bit of a stereotype kind of question there and then also like i don't know i guess you just kind of do fall in that bucket but like does it bother you in that comparison like some people saying like oh this shit's like naft
5: it doesn't really bother me because like i'll like listen to things i'll be like okay like i get what you're saying like i can hear the similarities but like it's kind of cool because like he's like a like regardless of how much hate he gets in the internet which is a lot like people actually respect him and he's well respected in hip-hop and people like he makes decent music so like for someone to say like oh you sound like him like Is this you or is this Nap? I'm just like, oh, like, it's kind of, it's a big compliment to me. Like, I would drive with my friends back in college and I'd put on a song by him. They'd be like, yo, Rob, can you like turn off your music? And I'd be like, bro, like, it's not me. They're like, oh, like, sorry, like, we we didn't know. And it's like, it's kind of cool to get like mistaken for like people who've been doing this for such a long time.
0: Yeah. It's also, yeah, I mean, it's tough in every industry and everything that everybody does ever to differentiate yourself. And, I think no matter where we go and what we do, we're always going to run into somebody that is like remotely similar in what they how they lead or what they produce or how they sing or rap or like even over back in the corporate world like the way that they write or the way that they public speak. Like there's a lot of people on earth turns out and a lot of those people try to make it too. Like one way or another we're all trying to get to this this lofty goal that we set ourselves at an early age. And it's really a big reason why we put this podcast together was to talk to people that have similar mindsets of aspirations of things they want to accomplish. Obviously very different in industries and very different in perspectives, but everybody wants to make it to this, this pinnacle and everything they do. So I'm, I'm curious, like for you as you reflect and as you create, and I'm sure you live in the moment, you've expressed that a couple of times, but like some of those late nights when you're up and you're just thinking like, how far does this go for you? You know, like, where would you really want to take this? I know you've referenced wanting to break through, but like if, if you had a vision that you wanted to share with us in the audience, what would that be?
5: My vision is like, I don't know, Rolling Loud tweet a while ago and I quoted their tweet. They're like, where do you see yourself in five years? And I said, at Rolling Loud with a nice afternoon slide. And like that got a bunch of retweets, way more than I ever thought. Because I was just like kind of manifesting that I'd perform at Rolling really Loud. But then like beyond that, it's just kind of like having some longevity in my career and making like timeless music that people can relate to at different stages in their life. And like again, like a song I can make that's old to me, but it's also new to someone else. And that's that can go for as long as something goes. So like I just want to make music like that, and then just leave my impact on the music industry and like the world as a whole, and then. That's really it. As far as I can
1: go, essentially. I love the big goals like that.
0: Yeah. And and it's really cool too, because with a lot of conversations, you know, we've had people really want to leave their mark. I I think that really differentiates us from other generations. Like, look, I'm going to be, I'm going to keep it a buck. I'll, I'll put it out there. Like I would like to make a lot of money. I think a lot of people would like that as well. But for me more than anything, I want to do something that provides fulfillment and happiness while simultaneously being a positive influence on others. Like that's all we can really want to do. And it's, it's so cool with music because music, you can apply songs. Like I remember I thought about this all through college and I still do. Like if you were to tell me what was this time like in your life, you know, like you said, 2016, you said 2017, like I could give you the album or the artist that either elevated me when things were good or got me through it when things were shitty. And uh, I think that's such a cool part about music because it just transcends reflection and introspection. Like it's such a part of what we do. It's such an innate thing about our DNA.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I have albums that just take you right back. So I can only imagine, you know, when you, when you produce your, your songs and your music, how, you know what What that can do to go down memory lane because you're right there and you're feeling it man so um i love the the answer about the big goals i think that's something that like people may might be ashamed to even say it's like i've memory. always
5: done that though i've always been a guy like people be like oh like, what are you thinking like what you why are you even that high? i'm just like what well, you don't want to like you don't want to just like do well for yourself like okay like okay be, be mediocre but like Sorry, I don't want to do that. like I've always been that kind of especially since high school. I got a lot of hate for it in high school because I was really like I was a shithead. like I would just say a bunch of stupid things. Okay. but now it's more like kind of realistic, I guess for me.
0: We shoot high and we always will, but then the older we get, I actually don't ever feel discouraged from hitting it. I actually feel with the older I get, the more I see what tactics I can use and leverage to get to that really fucking high place in life like it you can just. You live and you grow and you learn, you listen, and eventually you see a path. And obviously we're a podcast all about that path and that journey. And obviously we really appreciate you sharing yours with us. But you know, towards the end of this interview, I always love to ask our guests about their paths and their interpretation to a certain word, which we have honestly maybe coined at this point, which is unconventional. You know, we all live these nonlinear lifestyles, especially you, like Go to college. You're from a different place. You working in Homeland Security on Wall Street. I, I, how many people you know <laughs> would say that? It's very unique and very very cool. Take a side step backwards, and you say, "Look, I'm going to focus on me. Yeah, I'm going to focus on the music for sure." So, what does that unconventional path mean to you, or or just to take the word itself and say, "What does the word unconventional mean for Devrab?" It just
5: kind of means about getting it done whatever you want to get done the way you want to get it done because like sure you have people telling you like okay like like, all throughout school it's like you gotta do this you gotta do this and like that plus that you get success and like life and success and a happy family blah blah you're just like okay like and you see that and you're like wow that was a fucking sham (laughs) Like, like and then you just kind of figure it out and you're just like okay like how do i want to get to what i want to get to and you're just like Sure, what they said was like, works for them. They're teaching like ninth graders, but like, you're like, okay, let me get, I'm going to get somewhere that I want to get, and I'm going to go by any means necessary, and I'm going to go all in. And that's kind of the unconventional, it's your definition of it. So like, it's not what anyone else is used to. It's whatever your definition is, how far you're willing to push it, and how far you're willing to go. And that's kind of my definition of defining anything that I want to do.
1: There's no wrong answer to that definition, but I really liked yours because of how genuine it is um and we've heard a lot so really props to you man and look as we close this thing out this is kind of where i get to compliment you and uh just how the sparkle in his eye right now oh yeah <laughs> May not it, but but you know i w- I just want to reinforce anything that you've been feeling and that's just you're chasing a dream and um never stop so thank you for coming unless grammy got anything any more questions i just honor to speak with you man
0: No, oh, man we uh We'll continue to follow you and it's so cool having these conversations now because so many of the big boy and big girl pods will bring on people that have proven themselves so you don't often get to hear what it sounded like when they were just starting out Where, or they were just building it like that's that's what we do and we really appreciate you coming on and I and from me to you obviously
1: and me can I get in there
0: yeah of course okay. of course Barry's in on this too but Respect. we appreciate your support because you were you were one to reach out to me and that means the world to me and obviously um you know part of me would be like i'll obviously reciprocate by supporting your music but i just kind of fuck with it to be honest so it's just a personal thing for me so (laughs) i'm
5: glad i'm glad that means i got one at least
0: you do you have a believer in me and uh we will continue to do so but no this has been great man and um we'll obviously stay in touch we appreciate you coming on, and everybody listening. I appreciate you
5: guys for having me. Like, it was kind of like surreal when I was like, I kind of want to tell you how like this all came to like about because everyone's like, okay, like how did this happen? Like, they meet each other. Like, no, I was scrolling in bed on TikTok, and I'm like, it's 3 a.m. I look at my phone, and you get those stupid TikTok ads. Like, you should go to sleep. I'm just like, fuck you, like leave me alone. I keep scrolling, and I come across this like video of like, like what you just said. Like, is like how you are like doing your thing, and you're in New York, and you went home and you and your boy started a podcast. I'm like, wow, I genuinely fuck with that. Like, let me see if I can get in touch and like, see if I can work on something mutually. And then I hit your Instagram up. You got, you DM me like two minutes later. I was mm-hmm. like, holy shit. Like, like what? I didn't even expect to get a DM back or like, I thought it was going to sit there like maybe a month later. And like, I got hit back. I was like, holy shit. Like, this is a real thing. And yeah. like, it just kind of like, it was natural. So like, it's some of those things that you just like appreciate genuinely.
0: You know, man. I, there's there's a, so many aspects of what we do. Um, obviously, we like to to broaden the reach and try to influence as many people positively as we can. But selfishly, the conversations are so great, and they've introduced me to so many new people, um, which is challenging these days, given everything going on, and also that everybody's pretty uprooted. You know, nobody's really in one one particular place for too long because I think especially for people our age like we're all pretty nomadic right now um you know I'm in a short-term lease here in Florida like I'll be back in New York but like when I saw you reach out the feeling was insane and the fact that that video had any traction whatsoever was incredible it went viral but, yeah it w- did not go viral it went viral um no it did not but it in my
5: it, opinion it went viral it went viral. viral
0: exactly it's two people you guys are just such great friends to me but it was, the people that reached out yourself included. Um, dude, the the moment I got the notification, I would just would drop anything that I would do because I thought if there's anybody out there that's even remotely curious of supporting or collaborating, I'm going to jump on that in a fucking millisecond because mm. while yes, there's an opportunity to get the story out there. Um, I think it's so interesting. Like it, it's such a different time where we can, Discover people we'd have no idea existed through an algorithm. It's uh, it's really a testament to what the app stands for. It's very cool.
5: I think in the words of Fivio Foren and Tiberi, uh viral movie. I think that's what can be said most about this. Is It is also viral, but also a movie. So I just had to say that. It's a quality, Zach. I want to get I'm ragged for that.
0: You know, man, it means a lot. We'll continue to support, but we appreciate you coming to the table appreciate you.
5: In the Thanks for having studio.
0: Me. we appreciate you bro and uh we'll talk soon
5: sounds good to me thank you so much
1: best of luck brother be in touch Obviously, best of luck know. to you guys
5: drippy
6: drippy yeah high fashion baby take my hand high fashion baby take my hand high fashion baby take my hand bbs diamond put me in a dress take control show me how you dance i'ma throw this money do my dance i'ma do my money dance show you how to get these stacks show me baby how you dance diamonds jumping, can't relax custom piece made of glass on my wrist my ice is flash dreaming big i can't look back fashion week i travel back louis bags i packed them fat Wallet full of hundreds cash who is my favorite yeah Had some problems, handle that Had some problems, handle that Cleaned them up, I made it back Rockstar shit, I made it back Going fast, I can't look back All around my brother's slack All about my money, cash Dancing with my demons, yeah Dancing with my demons, yeah High fashion, baby, take my hand BVS, diamond, put me in a trance Take control, show me how you dance I'ma throw this money, do my dance I was out and I was down, they acted like they help me down, help me back from the crown They told me I wasn't worth it, wow, that's why blood don't matter now, y'all just acting funny now, yeah don't you come around me now, don't you come around me now i let it all go and I got it, i it's all about what you make, don't you ever act fake Cause I can smell it right and you gotta know your place I'm sitting here waiting, I'm gonna get my day Cause all that really matters is all I gotta say I'm spitting all these lyrics, I'm spitting all this passion It all don't really matter cause I ain't passed away da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, it's my time to shine Yeah, 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 it's my time to shine yeah 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 it's my time to shine high fashion baby take my hand bbs diamond put me in a trance take control show me how you dance i'ma throw this money do my dance